Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for the story of Nehemiah, the way in which you worked through him and the people um, in Jerusalem as they rebuilt the city. We thank you for this series, which has been so helpful, um, especially in this time of of challenge and difficulty. And we pray this morning that as we bring all of it to, to an end, there would be a real sense of you speaking to us, leading us, guiding us, challenging us and growing in us. Um, more of your thanksgiving in our hearts. Amen. <clears throat> and so we have this amazing end to the story. Of course, there are uh, more bits in, in the scripture. And if you want to read the book of Nehemiah in order to, to see the fullness of it, then please can I encourage you to do that. But today we're thinking about this particular part of chapter 12, where Nehemiah's task of rebuilding the city walls is complete. The city is protected. The walls around it are complete. And so they can flourish and live in this freedom that they've been longing for for 80 long years in exile, as well as all the time that they've been there and trying to rebuild while under constant threat and attack. And so they have planned for this occasion. There is a big, huge celebration. And the focus of the thanksgiving is on God himself, exactly where thanksgiving should always be. It is God who has brought them out of captivity. It is God who protected them while the walls were being built. It is God who was with them throughout the journey. God who is sovereign over all. And so as they dedicate, as they celebrate, as they give thanks, it is one which is directed at God. So what are the things we see in their celebration we can learn from? The first thing is there's lots of singing, isn't there? So much singing, and the singers did this, and the singers did that, and the two choirs, and they paraded around the whole of the wall. You know, Jerusalem's a big city. That would have taken a long time. But joyfully, and when we experience something really good, singing is what naturally flows out of us. It is how God has designed human beings to be. We were made to worship. And so in this instance, when thanksgiving is appropriate, it almost naturally comes out in song and singing. We see it still today, whether it's football matches, romantic musicals or movies, whether it's at important occasions to build atmosphere, music has the power to direct us and move our emotions in a a particular direction. And so that is what's happening when we sing together, especially when we come together, just like this morning, the joy of being able to sing is wonderful. Um, I, I hope you experienced that for yourselves this morning. There is something incredibly wonderful, deeply wonderful about being able to sing. And it increases in us whatever we're feeling about the words that we say when we're able to sing them out. The second important thing about Thanksgiving we see in this is that the priests purified themselves in advance of the celebrations and then they purified the people. It's probably involved a lot of prayer, some ritual washing, burning of incense, offerings, confession. But 
essentially, it was about being humble, the priests themselves and then the people recognizing that they were in need of God's protection. They were in need of God's forgiveness. They were in need of bringing themselves before God, recognizing their own weaknesses, flaws and failings. They needed to have the right stance in their thanksgiving so that they were really ready to come before God in worship. So Nehemiah knew that both this moment of thanksgiving needed songs of praise, but it also needed humility to be able to sing them with the right heart attitude. The third thing to draw out of this passage is that we see many names here. The heads of families, the lead musicians. People are mentioned individually because God cares about us individually. There is so much rejoicing. The whole city is there. But actually God is still interested in the individuals. Nehemiah calls on individual people and their relatives to make this response. Thanksgiving is both personal and corporate. What we see then, the fourth thing to draw out of the passage, is this increasing joy as they come together. So they start off at different sides of the city, different parts of the wall, and they march around and they're singing these two choirs. And then when they get together, they come eventually to the house of God and they all join, they all take their seats in the house of God. And it's like there's a crescendo. I don't know if you can hear it. It's kind of like the, the singing just builds and builds and builds until there's almost explosive joy that they can't contain inside of them, inside the house of God, this is just the most wonderful moment. It's so loud that the sound of their joy, the sound of their worship, the sound of their thanksgiving to God has an impact far and wide. The surrounding villages and even the enemies who have opposed them, this sound is a powerful witness. Their joy in God's faithful presence through it all. Their belief in God's power to have helped them, to have got them to this point is loud. And by declaring their thanks in this explosively joyful way, it impacts in the spiritual realms just as our declarations of God's, the truth about who God is and of God's work in our lives um, is powerful as a witness too. And so fifthly, um, there is the mention right at the very end uh, of verse 43, women and children joined in. Why is that so shocking? Well, because worship in that culture, in that time, was led by men alone and adult men. So women and children weren't usually allowed to join in. But here what we see is that absolutely everybody in the whole community is welcome. Everybody even women and children. I'm sure that enabled the harmonies to be broader and more harmonious. There you go, Liz, just for you. This is a community, this joy, this thankfulness is inclusive. When prayers of thanksgiving, when songs break out, when we talk to God, everyone should be drawn in. Nehemiah wants the whole nation, everyone involved in giving thanks to God, even those who would normally um, be held at a distance. And so what we see here is not just the dedication of the walls, 
that is part of it. They want these walls, not just to be physical walls, but to be filled with the presence of God through their prayer, through their worship and their thanksgiving. But it's also, and perhaps more importantly, a dedication of themselves to the way of God, to following him, living for him, being obedient to him. It's a renewed heart of the whole nation to follow God, recognizing his hand over them through the past and trusting his hand over them for all that is still to come. You see, I don't think that when they celebrated in Jerusalem, anyone was assuming that all of their problems were over or that nobody would ever attack them again or that life would be easy from that point forwards. They knew that there were still difficult days to come, but they chose to stop and give thanks for what he had done to get them this far. Fixing their eyes on God who was faithful for what had happened enabled them to be thankful in advance for those things that were ahead. You see, thanksgiving transforms our hearts and our minds so that we are better able to spiritually fight in whatever the journey ahead holds. This is really important for us as we arrive at this point in the COVID-19 pandemic. This virus is still rife. There are still unpredictable things about its impact. And we do need to take care in the way that we lift restrictions um, in whatever way we have um, power to be able to choose that. But there is also a real important value in us stopping today and recognizing what God has done so far, seeing his faithfulness and trusting it for whatever is to come. As we do that, as we give thanks joyfully from the bottom of our hearts, we will also be more aware of how to be praying, how to live in faithfulness to God, how to be renewed in our following of him so that thanksgiving and hope are really strongly part of how we live in the future. And so today we sing, not just because the government say we can, but because we want to give our thanks to God joyfully and loudly, because we want to fix our eyes on him and declare his truth in the words of our songs. Today we come together as a church family, able to meet each other face to face, it's a joyful day for most of us. We want that joy in our fellowship, in our gathering to be loud. But not just here in the building, although that's I'm sure a witness to everybody who's walking past or doing their Sunday shopping. But we want it to be loud in our week ahead as we go into workplaces, as we meet up with friends, as we um, engage in other kinds of social events and activities the joy we have in our hearts, in our spirits, because of what God has done in getting us this far is a witness to those who don't yet know what a difference Jesus makes. So we want to experience this kind of joy, which increases when we are able to come together, but changes and transforms us so that we go out um, differently. We also want to hold on to humility just as Nehemiah and the priests did. We want to be considerate of others who might hold a different view about what's safe to do and what's not safe to do than us. We want to be aware that not everyone is comfortable coming together. 
And we want to be painfully conscious of those who are still grieving. Every person here in the building, all those watching online, every single one of us, each individual matters to Jesus. And he wants us to bring our thanks in a way that is right for us personally, as well as right corporately. So let's be listening to each other attentively. Let's be including each other in the way that we work out how to keep on giving thanks. Let's ask God repeatedly to give us pure hearts, to take us back regularly to prayers of confession and to the willingness, as they did, to make offerings and sacrifices, perhaps not animals and grain, but other forms of sacrifices and offerings to think of others rather than our own preferences, to seek God's cleansing of our hearts and minds so that our thanksgiving gives us renewed dependence on God himself. Today we come, each of us with our own story, our own journey. We come and we've given thanks to God and we lean into Jesus for whatever is ahead. Whatever the last 17 months have looked like for you, whatever changes or challenges there are to come, today is an opportunity to reflect on God's goodness and faithfulness to us over that time, personally and corporately. And then to celebrate with thanksgiving and with joy so that we each are transformed and can live the rest of this week, this month, summer, the rest of this year, We're filled with that hope, filled with that joy and people who are always thankful. May we learn from Nehemiah, learn from Jesus and grow in all of these ways. Lord, hear our prayer. Amen.